0: Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions.
1: Stop it! You're acting like a child. Greetings, ghouls.
0: It's time to discuss, Disgust and dissect. Alright. No normal mind can imagine. I'm dying. Aren't you drinking?
1: I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard.
0: And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike Mike and and Jeremy. Jeremy. (laughs) We are fans of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro?
1: Doing good. Today is the end of an era.
0: You shaving off your beard?
1: No, I might get divorced. (laughs) No, today was my last day at my current job. I love how you're clapping at least six inches from the microphone.
0: yes. uh, We're on a strict (laughs) regimen of, I have to be closer, you have to be further the fuck away.
1: (laughs) So, So yeah, last day of my old job, starting my new job on Monday. Big, big, big changes.
0: Nice, dude. Congratulations. So I was actually thinking about you earlier today. So I had a couple hours before I had to pick up little man from school. Yeah. So I was sitting... In Framingham, with nothing to do, so I went to the dispensary and then went to Taco Bell. It was just like old days, you know? Like, middle of the day, you grab some weed and grab some Taco Bell. So, did Mr.
1: Marshall, the truant
0: officer, come up and steal some of your potato wedges, or... That wasn't Mr. Marshall. Mr. Marshall was the vice principal. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He was not. vice. No, we had Mr. Badger
1: do it. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck is Mr. Marshall? Then... He was the truant officer who would go around, like, looking for people like us.
0: Well, he found us. Yes, he did. And then he sat down, ate some tacos, and brought us back to class. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. I had a great way to segue that into this movie, but you fucked it up. But that's okay, because <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode, we're doing 1980s Maniac. I believe it was actually 1981, wasn't it? I don't know. The 80s just were kind of a blur.
1: Yeah, we weren't even... was it? I was going to say we weren't born yet, but uh, we were born right when
0: this movie came out. No, I'm pretty sure this was 1980, bro. I thought it was released in 81, but whatever. Maniac, 1980. Budget, $350,000. Damn. Yo, so this says release date March 6, 1981. Yet at the top of the page, it says 1980. Okay, so the the Cannes Film Festival, it premiered May 10th, 1980. So depending on where you saw this film, it was early 80s and people were angry. Yeah, I I could probably see that. This was disturbing. Pretty disturbing movie. Actually, uh, Gene Siskel walked out of this movie.
1: Well, I mean, that doesn't actually
0: surprise me because, I mean, he's not really a horror fan anyway. I know, but you're a critic. Watch the fucking movie. How are you going to critique it if you haven't seen the whole thing? Like, for all he knew, he walked out because he was too pussy. And then the movie redeems itself. Like, you didn't know that. Maybe Frank Zito learned his lesson. Did he? We'll find out in today's episode. Oh. The all right so for this recipe
1: this is a recipe for disaster do
0: you have any idea i've got a food and i've got a drink
1: uh, i have an idea for the drink i do. i i watched the movie twice and i kept trying to figure out what you were gonna do for a food
0: i, I couldn't get it all right we're going with zito chips So you get a foil turkey. They come frozen and it's basically a boneless turkey breast. You know, you get it's two halves held together by the turkey skin, which has been defatted. Prepare it however the fuck you want. 300 degrees, slow cook it. Keep checking on it. When it's done. Very carefully slice the skin off with an exacto knife. And then throw the turkey breast away. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's that's wasteful. Feed your friends. Make deli meat out of it. I don't care. But we want the skin. Now that it's a nice golden brown, we're going to chop it up into pieces and deep fry it. Healthy? Not at all. Delicious? Oh, my God. So good.
1: Well, I was wondering if it was going to be that or you were just doing, like, a box of Cracker Jacks. (laughs) That's too easy.
0: And besides, the prizes now in Cracker Jack suck.
1: Yeah, true. What do you think See, I'm no, doing for I, the drink?
0: So if I had to guess,
1: but I, I, I'm guessing I'm wrong. Oh yeah. Because you know, I would just go simple because I saw that empty bottle of Crown whatever Scotch like on the table, so I would just probably drink that.
0: That's a good. That's a good uh, assumption. But no, we're going with Mummy's milk. That's okay. <laughs> See, I had to go disturbing with this one. So now because we're we were recording and you know how much I hate ice clinking in a glass in the background. Normally you would take your glass and fill it with ice, and pour the rest of this drink over, but we're starting with the shot of vodka. I'm going gray goose. Whatever your poison. And then we're going to go with a shot of Kahlua. It's a strong drink. Mommy's a strong woman. And then I got a little bit of Bailey's. You want that little coffee liqueur in there. Actually, the clue is the coffee liqueur. I, I got myself ass backwards. But that's okay, because so does Frank Zito. Okay, so look at that. It's a half a glass already. Just booze. Now, this is the most important ingredient. Two ounces. Of fresh breast milk. Now, this definitely sweetens it up. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's actually really good. A drop of uh. grenadine or a fresh marshino cherry to basically turn your white Russian into a red Russian. Hmm. And you have mummy's milk.
1: I'm going to go with the uh, crown sterling.
0: <laughs> you don't like breast milk? It's great right from the tap, let me tell you. Well, okay. <laughs> don't don't act like you didn't try it. <laughs> okay, don't make me me seem like the weird guy. Weirder guy. Weirder. Weirder. All right, let's get right into it. Oh boy, that took a turn. I warned you not to go out tonight, Frank Zito. A career performance by co-writer, co-executive producer Joe Spinell of Rocky and The Godfather fame. Also great in Taxi Driver. He is a deeply disturbed man, haunted by the traumas of unspeakable childhood abuse. And when these horrific memories begin to scream inside his mind, Frank prowls the seedy streets of New York City to stalk and slaughter innocent young women. Now Frank has begun a relationship with the beautiful photographer, Caroline Monroe of The Spy Who Loved Me, yet his vile compulsions remain. These are the atrocities of a human monster. This is the story of a maniac, directed by William Lustig, maniac cop, vigilante, and featuring landmark gore effects by Tom Savini, Dawn of the Dead, Friday the 13th. This notorious classic was censored all over the world for its graphic violence. But Maniac is more than just one of the most relentlessly depraved films of our time. It is quite possibly one of the most disturbing horror movies ever made. It's a bold statement, but but fuck yeah. it's it's. Uh... I was about to say, I'll, I'll agree with that. And,
1: you know, it's funny because they didn't have necessarily... Um, the correct permits for certain things they didn't have any so, permits dude. at all <laughs> like the the shotgun through the like the window scene they had to like do that and then run away
0: yeah they they hid that car in a uh storage unit for like a week and then they had to take it out to shoot the the reaction shots yeah and it stunk of like whatever the fuck they used like Pureed shrimp and marinara and just sitting in a hot storage unit.
1: Yeah. And was it most of, most of the, the the victims because they wanted to keep costs down were like porn stars?
0: Yeah, apparently they're cheap and easy. Do you know what?
1: I think, you, you, yeah, hey, <laughs> all right, Maniac 1980 or 81. I guess it depends, whichever you prefer.
0: Spoilers ahead,
1: it's a so movie. Open- it's a movie. So it opens up. you are at the beach. And there's some like long-haired, heavy-breathing guy. He's looking through, you know, one of those like sightseeing, like viewfinder. Things. Yeah, yeah. You
0: put like a quarter in and you, you get to use the binoculars and peep at chicks on the beach. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and, and that's a exactly what he's doing. So right, right away, we get the point of view of Mr. Creepo. Yeah, so there's a couple laying on the beach
1: and you know the the, the girlfriend's cold so the boyfriend gets up to go collect firewood yeah she needs more wood because there's you know firewood on the beach
0: he found a lot of it
1: yeah i wouldn't think that there would be it's driftwood bro okay well whatever so she's like laying down and you know the the Guy, guy comes over, starts, like, rubbing her back. He's wearing, you see he's wearing gloves and stroking her and, and all that stuff. And then he takes a, I don't know if it was, like, a straight razor or if it was a switchblade, but just, like, slits her throat. Yep. And the boyfriend comes back to his girlfriend, just laying there, and then he proceeds to get, like, garret
0: wired Yeah, this was, like, the more traditional slasher Uh part of the movie where the rest yeah. of the movie kind of gives us the reversal cuz we're basically hanging out with the killer we know who the killer is from this point on right right so although I'm not quite
1: sure I mean this dude's got to be pretty strong cuz he was lifting lifting the guy like up off the ground like just basically like by his neck
0: yeah so it it's almost like american psycho in the the air of How much exactly is really going on? How much is in his head? Because I feel like this scene in particular was definitely a memory and it was exaggerated, but it really did happen, Mm -hmm. at least in his mind, because later on you see him with the newspaper and it's it made a headline. Right. Um,
1: I thought it was a pretty cool kill. So He's got like this black ski mask on. Yeah. And as he's screaming, it cuts to him. Waking up out of his bed and screaming and sweating, so and that's that's the point where like you kind of think maybe it's a dream right, and sweating will be a deep theme in this movie, yeah, now there's a mannequin body like laying in bed next to him with like blood on her face, and that's where like the credits start to roll now in his room you see he's got mannequins everywhere, um he goes into. I don't feel yeah, like the bathroom. He's looking in the mirror. You can see like kind of scars on his chest.
0: Yeah, very scarred boobies.
1: Yeah, so it looks like he's been abused. Like there's dolls on like shelves, and there was a picture. You know, I was guessing that it was his mother. Right, like candles, little shrine to mummy. Yeah, and there's like candles all around it. Um, Pictures of women like everywhere, and he's getting dressed for the day ski mask gloves like oh he's grabbing all that stuff
0: you know, and he ties his shoes like he's trying to strangle his feet yeah he's
1: like god uh, damn one thing like that i was kind of curious about so like right next to the door is like that board with all
0: the keys on the hooks yeah so i i read that's like the only clue in the movie okay. as to his profession the landlord Oh, that makes sense okay yeah, remember, like, there's a scene later where, like, Hi, Mr. Zeno, are you going Christmas shopping? Yeah. I was thought maybe just because by... he was a friendly
1: person. I mean, was he asked by Kermit the Frog? <laughs> that's that's the person in the alley. I don't think he sounded like that, but okay.
0: I think yeah, I so think that... it was a woman, too, to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, because cause right under there, I think there was also, like, written, I don't know if it was, like, written in chalk, like, apartment numbers. Yeah yeah so yeah that's so that makes sense so it it switches to well i think that was like Times square somewhere near Times square and we have two hookers and our friend kind of crosses their path and one of them offers the ultimate for a hundred dollars
0: the ultimate you say
1: Mm, and they head up to the hotel and apparently it's $25 $25 for her favorite
0: room. Right. Now, can we can we just rewind one second? So it's $25 for regular, $50 for French and regular, $75 around the world. All right. So $25 for regular, $50 for French and regular, $75 around the world. And the ultimate is $100. What is, well, first of all, what the hell is all of that shit? But what is the ultimate? I don't know.
1: But I figured, like, I don't know. Around the World seems pretty <laughs> ultimate.
0: Like, I don't know. Like, that sounds pretty good. Regular and French and regular, does that mean there's kissing involved? Yeah. I don't know. Th- th- I mean, you're going to have to pull out, like,
1: a brochure with descriptions right? or something. So right? She's
0: just, like, assuming everyone knows. Like, I mean, this movie already got a hard R. Yeah. Like, they can't just be like, all right, blowjobs this my pussy's that like if you want to fuck me in the ass that's that's ultimately $100 you
1: know uh, isn't that like the that isn't that like the greek or some shit like that oh, i don't know
0: okay
1: either way so she goes in into the you know into the hotel and the guy's like you got to stay for the continental breakfast
0: i don't I, think i to stay i don't think they have a continental breakfast <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, was that consist of like one guy going to Dunkin' Donuts? Like, so here you go. He's he's your he's your regular old fashioned. Yeah, donut. for a lot of
0: places, that's that's more than continental breakfast. Usually, it's like toast and butter packets.
1: No, oh, you might get like those like uh the travel things of like Fruit Loops. K cup of coffee. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, so they they make it up to, uh, their room, and he asks if she's ever modeled, and. She, he's like oh i want you to model for me and so she's doing this really awkward right
0: arm poses and whatnot like like it was just
1: yeah it was weird weird stuff and he he wants her to keep her clothes on and he's still holding like extra money like in his hands because she's like you know cost more money for more time like let's get this going he's like i got money and she goes to like take the money pulls his hand away and they're like
0: making out he gives her a spank she mentioned she asked him if uh, he likes that and he says no and then she says that she does yes. and then a flip switch uh, a
1: switch flips you bitch he's just like choking her he's like oh a this crazy camera shot and... of
0: him like directly in your face like sweating with his like <sighs> yeah,
1: <sighs> and then every so often, you know, the like the the hooker's face changes to his mother's face, and it like just chokes her to death. I would She's like dead. to call
0: this the GTA moment. and you know, <laughs> you you go pay the hooker, and then you kill her and get your money back. Yeah, they they took no that way. out of games.
1: Yeah, I think the last one you could do that in was Vice no, City. you
0: could Do it in the last ones. Yeah, you just couldn't get all Could your you? money back for some reason. You give her hundred dollars, and for some reason, she only has seventy five dollars cash.
1: <laughs> okay, I stand corrected then. Uh, so he he like goes into the bathroom. He's like vomiting, and he's like whimpering. He's just like he's like mummy. He definitely has it? some mummy
0: issues here. I think Freud would have a field day yeah. with Frank Zito i'm gonna cancel the rest of my (laughs) day uh frank we're gonna be here a while he um pulls out he pulls out the blade and he scalps her very good scalping i mean done what done well very neat artistically speaking uh so he's
1: he's walking see now at first at first glance i'm thinking i'm like did, did he just like put the body like in like a a few trash bags and he's like carrying the body home but I'm like nah the thing would be like limp over his like shoulder no, new like mannequin upright. new mannequin yes and uh that's when the
0: neighbor he's dead for Christmas Mr. Zito every time I do the voice it's gonna be a completely <laughs> different person now I didn't realize this was a Christmas movie apparently it's yeah. set at Christmas
1: I guess I'll know that for- <laughs> I'll have to remember
0: that you know, for we'll, uh, we'll have to watch this sun. On uh, Christmas Eve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes up to the apartment and moves one of the mannequins against the wall. He's just like, you're going to like it yeah. here.
0: Out with the old, in with the new.
1: And he's like, thinking to him. Uh, was he like thinking to himself or talking to himself? Because I didn't, I think his lips were moving. It was morbid. an inner monologue. But, inner, yeah. And he's like, I told you not to go out. This always happens when you go out they all know i've heard them and he dresses up the the, the mannequin as the, like the hooker and then pins her scalped hair like on it and that's like the first
0: time i'm going oh this is way more fucked up than i thought it was. <laughs> yeah, i love be. how he hammers the thumbtacks to the mannequin's head I like i know getting into a mannequin's head is probably <laughs> tough but i mean why not nails
1: yeah, so, and, you know, he put, he, like, almost, like, nailed, like you said, like, nails the thing in, but it's like a thumbtack, picks up the newspaper, and the headline says, Maniac mutilates couples on the beach, and then he keeps whimpering.
0: <laughs>
1: now, he's putting in a rifle in a guitar case while eating Cracker Jacks, and there's a bottle... I think it was empty. A bottle of crown sterling scotch, which I looked up and it is real. Nice. It's a real thing. Uh, he has a Star Wars cup, like on the table, and a doll in a birdcage.
0: Which he tries to feed
1: Cracker Jacks. Dolly want a cracker? Yes. Um, off he goes. and Just like on the door, there's like a mold of yeah. like a face.
0: He has some weird art. If that's what you call how he's decorated his apartment. I take it he doesn't have company. He does. There's like five mannequins in that room. Okay. Human company. They have names, I'm sure. Yeah, true. But but yeah, that
1: thing on the door, like the mouth was like wide open. So I wonder if he like, I don't know, like suffocated like somebody
0: and like they're like, or did like a plaster freaking mold. Yeah, this movie makes me feel like, all right. So obviously the movie takes place over just a few days. So he he snaps at some point and goes on this killing spree. Was he... Kill- I mean, obviously he'd killed before because he moved one mannequin out of the bed. I'm guessing that's the girl from the beach. Were there murders before that? Uh, there had to have been. That's my, that's my guess. He anyway. seems too prepared for there not to be. Yeah.
1: So he's driving by a club that has this valet parking. And there's a couple waiting for their car. And... The guy in the couple is Tom Savini, who is credited as Disco Boy.
0: And his, you can't call her his girlfriend, because he's not her boyfriend, because they have a whole dialogue about it. She's credited as Disco Girl. Whoa. I mean, you know, you gotta. Guess where they were hanging out? A disco. Whoa. The tech. The discotheque. Le discotheque. Oh man, this goes dead. Yeah. So
1: Frank follows their car as they take off and they park near there's near the river and you know that's where yeah they do the whole dialogue. She has another she has a boyfriend and Frank pulls in as he's pulling in, you know, he kills the lights and Sivini pulls like one of those smooth lines and he goes, "Want to meet me someplace?" Sure. Yeah, where? The back seat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> giggity, giggity. Um, he did the eyebrow thing though too though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the best part of the whole line He's like the back seat. <laughs> eyebrow eyebrow.
1: And so here, here comes Frank while they're making out in the back and he's just like looking through the window. Fat, 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 fat. So she finally like notices and she like f- like freaks out. She wants to leave, and but like he turns around and like he's not there. So like he like like jumped down
0: or whatever. And so, like they go to leave. Well, you for- you forgot what she gave Disco Boy, A set of blue balls. I oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> And so they're going to leave. Frank's in the way, and then he jumps on the hood, and this was fucking awesome. I mean, he jumps on the hood and just blows his goddamn head off.
0: One of the best kills of all
1: time. I wish. I had seen that because I would have added this to my list.
0: Well, it was on mine, so it's okay. But yeah, Tom Savini got to blast his own head off with the shotgun. Yeah,
1: so his, you know, his that the check is covered, like all like his blood and all that stuff, and he pulls the gun. And this was a scene we were talking about earlier, where you know, sticking the gun in the window blows her head off too, or or just shoots her. You don't really see.
0: You don't need to. You've seen enough
1: yeah um now they're back at the apartment watching he's watching the news on his crimes now th- like this is this is like the thing where you know i told you i've read this stuff in like fbi profiler books because there's one i have like that show that was on netflix mindhunter yeah i've read the, the guy who did that show is based off of like i've read that book and like there's so many people that he's profiled that's just like this, that watches like the news on his crimes or the newspapers and like stuff like that.
0: I mean, any good criminal would probably want to keep updated on what the police or in public may or may not know, but I think he just kind of gets off on it. Yeah, no, I agree. Cause yeah, I know that Joe Spinell and Lustig they did a lot of research into like real serial killers to kind of make their own profile right kind of like a murder med- medley <laughs> so yeah he's
1: watching he's watching the news and he turns it off and he starts talking to the dummy in his bed who's handcuffed to saying and he's got like a hood on her head or you know whatever like head covering and then he's crying and saying he's so happy he just he whimpers a lot
0: can't laugh can't dance anymore you're mine now forever
1: now the next morning like kids are on the swings and i thought it was central park i think and like the mothers are talking and her daughter, like tells her daughter not to swing so high. And to be fair, they weren't swinging high.
0: To be fair, I get wicked nervous when the kids go like, "See how high I can go!" It's like, oh my god! No, like, I do too. All your bones.
1: No, I do that too. But it didn't look like they were swinging high, like at all. No. But anyway some of the kids are like oh you want to go ride your bikes like like no they said we can't leave the park like ah fuck it let's go <laughs> fucking kids they go right by the parents and they don't even like notice no nope. i'm sorry i know like every move my kid makes especially if they go like right by me you mean the one that's hanging on the ceiling right behind you
0: what? yeah yeah so this this freaked me out cuz i was like oh god what's going to happen when when the girl like almost hits him and- careful little girl
1: yeah and so there's like a lady off in the distance who's wearing like leopard uh print is taking pictures and catches him on camera Posted. i don't know if like the if she, like she's like oh shit like he caught me it or whatever so she starts walking away but left a bag
0: i think she was just taking more pictures she wasn't done. okay
1: and so he goes he goes to the tree and, you know, pretends to tie his shoes and, you know, sees the, aunt, the the address on the bag and it's Anna D'Antoni.
0: So, I want to point out that my note, just so you can see, literally says, Jeremy Breathing. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Anna D'Antoni. Yeah. Caroline Monroe, the spy who loves me, and she was also in the original Casino Royale. Yeah. The one way, way back. She was also in Slaughter High, one of was our in Slaughter favorites. Slaughter High? Yes, sir. Nice.
1: Awesome. Uh, so now he's like window peeking at like the mannequins on display, and now he's just kind of like moaning, like lusting after all, you know, his. I mean, I mean it's basically like a strip club for him.
0: Uh, if he could only have lived long enough to. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> Live long enough to see the sex dolls that they have now. Mannequins oh, are a Jesus. thing of the past. <laughs> now they have holes. And <laughs> <In> squishy parts. <laughs> <In> squishy parts. <laughs> I think like in a few years, they'll probably have conversations with you. Uh,
1: it's probably.
0: They had that robot on uh, that talk show. I mean, she seems slow, but for <laughs> a robot, that's pretty cool. Can you imagine like, of course I don't mind if you stick it in my pot again. <laughs> I'm a robot. I have no feelings. Why don't you take out my vagina, put it in the microwave for a few seconds, so at least it's not cold. I'm so sorry, everybody. I just can't imagine, like, mannequins. It's gotta hurt. This guy's in love with a mannequin, and not, like, the mannequin from the movie Mannequin. no
1: so anyway so we're we're at the roosevelt hotel now there's two two nurses outside they're you know they're leaving their shift and they're they're talking
0: they're not a hotel the, they're in the, a the, hospital
1: that's what i said the roosevelt hospital didn't they I?
0: I think it's said hotel
1: oh i wrote down hospital but maybe i said hotel
0: hotel um, motel, holiday, yeah. hotel holiday in
1: hotel no or oh the no motel yeah there you go so, anyway, you know, they're talking about, like, the news and, you know, the stuff that's going on. And one nurse gets in her boyfriend's car and, like, leaves the other chick at the curb. And she's looking at the newspaper headline and what?
0: Oh, she, uh, her friend offered her a ride. and She's like, you know, that kook is running around. No, I'm okay. Famous and last so, Frank,
1: words. <laughs> yeah, so Frank pops out and she kind of happens to notice him but walks away and now she's like nervously walking down this like sketchy like street and now she's like oh fuck like now he's following me she had some of the subway Uh, one of those cliches where you know she's trying to get through the gate she's dropping her shit like her change like everywhere
0: this whole sequence lasted a really long time yeah yeah it really did i mean this movie is very short it's only like an hour and a half and a lot is happening during that that time, but I feel like this sequence it was very drawn out. I mean, masterfully drawn out. Yeah. It's it builds suspense. Right. So, you know, she's she gets
1: through the turnstile, like the train's waiting. Like it's 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 not moving and she can't get the door open. Banging on the door, trying to pry it open. And the train just takes off. And Frank comes down the stairs. She bolts and ends up, like, in a bathroom, which I don't... I mean, granted, I've never been in this situation, but I feel like going in a room where there's no other, like,
0: exit... I don't know. Well, when you're in this situation, I believe she was just trying to get away from that right there. She just went in another room. Right. And now she's stuck. Right. It's like one death over another. You... Try to just live a little bit longer.
1: True. So he can't get through the turnstiles, but then he checks the men's room and, you know, she's in one of those stalls. She's like freaking out, trying to be as quiet as she can be while being really loud. Yep. Like her, her, um, like her breathing
0: is just really, really loud. And Like if she know. was too close to a microphone breathing. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Beat a dead horse over here. That's fine. So,
1: you know, Frank walks away, she peeks her head out and like tries to leave. She's breathing like this sigh of relief, and she's like again, really loudly. And, you know, she's like laughing, she's looking in the mirror, she's washing her face, and then like she comes back up and you know, there he is behind her and like stabs her with a bayonet. Gotcha. He's like, oh, you like that? You know, and he rin- rinses it off. Just you know, you gotta gotta clean your stuff, right? And at his a, he's back at his apartment where he adds the nurse to his collection.
0: It's just a little blood,
1: just a little blood. Now we go, we see Anna D'Antoni is, you know, developing her pictures in a dark room, and the doorbell rings. She comes downstairs, in which you have these like. Really kind of cool spiral stairs.
0: She has an amazing apartment. Yeah. Like she must be a rich rich photographer because that place is huge. Yeah. And you know, and it's it's
1: Frank and this is a completely different Frank that we're that we've seen so far. Like he's very casual, you know, maybe even a little bit charming. I would say he's charismatic. Yeah, you know, he asks if he can take a look at cuz he's like, "Oh, you took my picture He's like, "Oh, do you mind if I take a look?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And doesn't
0: question how the fuck she that he found her.
1: Yeah, no, that's not it not, you know, doesn't come up at all.
0: Their whole relationship is very strange. Way out of his league.
1: He he asks why she's taken like these pictures of like the women the way she does and he gets all philosophical about, you know, how women should look and and all that stuff. You know, this
0: is a very good scene. Like, he's, he's. oh, do you sell these pictures? And she goes, of course. I mean, I, it's my job. I, it's not all for art's sake. And he goes, oh, I'd keep them forever. She's like, well, they're not like, the women aren't possessions. You can't own them like that. And it's just their back and forth was good. I really I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, no, I did too. Like I said, he come off, came, came off very charming and... He even lands a date with the chick.
0: Yeah, in kind of a a cool, sly way. Yeah, he brings her to Clam Casino, but he says he's a painter, and, mm. and just I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a it's a very strange foundation for their relationship. Yeah,
1: and you know their conversation gets kind of weird because you know they're at dinner and he's just like. Says she's the most beautiful woman he's seen since his mother. Very strange, but,
0: but, you know, like, all right. So here's the thing with Italians. We love our mommies. And Italian mothers are, uh, they're a little insane with their sons. I I would say not like his mother and him. Like that's, right. that's insane. Insane. But it's uh yeah, it's, it's a legit thing. So she asked. If he has a picture, of course, he's got a little photograph right in his little pocket there, and shows it.
1: Yeah, and you know he explains that she died in a car accident. You know when she was a kid, and when he was a kid, right? Not, not her, right? Well, I meant I know what you wait, meant when, when he was. Just you know what I meant? All right, balls. so you know he like this is where like, she tells him her name. I feel like that would have been done maybe before, you know, he asked her out on a date, but you know,
0: maybe the car ride over to the restaurant. But to be fair, she didn't ask how he got her address. That's true. They have a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah. So there's like some event that's like going up and she asks if he wants to attend and it changes over to like this photo shoot of three models and Frank shows
0: up. He, he actually, she actually invited him uh, to this and mentioned that she had to leave earlier. He's like, oh, so does that mean the end of the date? And he, he kind of gets a little bit terse with her. Hmm. True.
1: So, yeah, there, there's these three, three models. She's doing the photo shoot, it's all like sexy, sensual. Uh, shoot and then this other guy stops the whole shoot for everything like it's like oh it's all wrong like you gotta change your outfit
0: this sucks that sucks you know totally shut down the music Don Armando's second ave rumba band we're playing going to show
1: so Frank has a present for Anna and it's a stuffed animal which she says is cute and
0: I think is Mm. fucking weird
1: Mm. very weird and he gets introduced to the lady and he goes and sits in his chair while groaning. Mm. And he sees a necklace like on the side table, he takes it and leaves. And so one of the models comes home from, you know, the house because actually they was it Anna told them, the, the chick to take the necklace off because like
0: I don't there was, know, it didn't there, work there, or something there, like that. There was a glare glare from the necklace and it was ruining the shots right oh it's my mother's and frank overhears this and but when he picks up the necklace there's a cool like additional uh music from the score overlapping over the the song which was yeah was pretty cool
1: so that model she she goes home she enters the house she's checking her what's that her name's rita oh rita that's right uh, she starts the tub. She's going to take a bath and the doorbell rings. Now, how did he like, did I miss something to where he knows where she lives? He followed her. Home. Did, he d-
0: did you miss that part? It, it, I, it, I love how they did this because so when she, she uh, is walking up, quick? up to her apartment. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty quick walk. But when,
1: been when she goes into down.
0: the apartment, the door stays open and it's very slowly closing. And like, you're thinking he's just going to go up and and grab the door, but it, it closes all the way. And then there's a couple more shots like that. Like when she first walks in the apartment, you see her closets open a little bit and you can yeah, see the dark noticed, and you're like, oh my God, is he just going to jump out? But he doesn't. Yeah, no, I did. I did notice that. The movie's great at making you feel uncomfortable.
1: Mm, very true. And so, you know, it's here, it's it's, it's Frank again. He says he's at his friend. And he's bringing the necklace back, and when like he's like talking to her, he you know fiddles. He does something with like the deadbolt, or it
0: called I, stop. Uh, he... Stop works. It's it's an old old lock thing. So um, the button basically will lock the outside doorknob, yeah. but you can push it so that the outside doorknob will still turn. Not that it mattered, because when she shut the door behind him, she didn't lock it. She didn't turn the deadbolt. Yeah, no, she just... So he didn't even need to do his, his shady shit with the lock.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't. And so she hops in the bath. He's in the house, and he, like, you know, creeping in. And she leaves the bathroom, heads to the kitchen, makes some tea. Frank jumps out. This time, you know, he's got his mask on, takes her down. Now... He didn't kill her right away. He ties her up and he's still, like, talking to himself and, you know, he only wants to talk to her. I don't want to hurt you. And But he's talking to her as if she's his mother.
0: And Why do you do these things? Like, yeah, he actually thinks that maybe his mother had died and then she transferred bodies. He's like, I found you. Oh, you look different now, but I found you. We can be together again. It's like, Dude, this dude's fucking
1: bonkers. Yeah, it's like you were wrong to try and hurt me. You left me alone lots of
0: times. You know why did you need all those other men? So many men. So many (laughs) men. Did you know I was hiding in the closet the whole time? Oh, that's embarrassing. So
1: he takes out a switchblade, and you know he's pointing it like at her, like into her, like chest or whatever. And he's like, I'm just going to keep you. You're never going to go away again. And then, you know, stabs her and he's like, oh, mommy, oh, mommy. And he's whimpering and all that stuff. And scalps her. We have a new addition to the collection.
0: Yeah. So now he was just hugging her and rocking back and forth. Right. He wasn't like humping her. Because for a second, I was like, oh, my God, is he humping her? But like, I think he was just like reverted back to childhood and he's. And he's rocking back and forth on top of her dead body. Yeah. um, So. Well, one thing I did want to try out. So this always gets me when they're gagged and it's just like that, like that gag across the mouth and it keeps them quiet. So I wanted to try this out because I think that's bullshit. (laughs) So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can totally hear me. (laughs) This <laughs> doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not crazy.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> so... We're back at obviously his place and, or no, he was sitting in the, was he still sitting in the chair in her, in her apartment where he's like, when mommy tells you to hide in the closet, you do what mommy tells you.
0: No, now he's back. um He, oh, he, ba- he has oh, her scalp he and he puts it on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he takes a cigarette and he puts it out in the dummy. So now you realize
0: again. that he's got multiple personalities. Yes. So he's himself as a child. He's himself as an adult, and now we realize he's also his mother because he burns the little kid mannequin with the cigarette, and we realize that's where his scarring right. is from. Right.
1: So he's sitting in the chair with his, you know, his hat and his toy gun that he, you know, keeps like shooting, and he's got like this, you know, Christmas music box that's playing Silent Night. Um. And he he pulls out a BB gun and like out of the box and just starts shooting like the The picture on the wall
0: picture of some random model
1: yeah um so at a payphone frank calls anna and asks for another date to take in a show and of course she's like yay
0: that sounds amazing hey i'll pick you up in 15 minutes i'll be ready in 10 yeah like, what no is she blind no, yeah no woman yeah. is ready in 10 minutes
1: so he, you know, he picks her up at at her apartment. She gives him a peck on the cheek. Uh-uh. What? He
0: just honks she? and she like runs out.
1: Right. Yeah. He still picked her up.
0: I know. I'm just saying, like, what the fuck, man? This guy's getting gay.
1: Oh, I thought you were telling me I was wrong. No. Oh, my bad. Oh, like, well, it sounded like you were like, uh-uh. No, honk Kong. Honk. Oh, okay. So yeah, she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Oh, who's that for? So he's like, Oh, do you mind if we go to the cemetery? We're going to visit my mother. You know, I always put a wreath there at like at Christmas time. I'm like, okay. Like, that's
0: fine. It's very sweet. And all of a sudden, it's nighttime.
1: Yeah, nighttime and it's foggy and you can't see anything. And they find the cemetery and he says all of his like Hail Marys and he starts to like whimper. Yeah, he and says like Hail his- Mary
0: a bunch of times until he's crying.
1: Yeah, and so, like,
0: he's saying, like, his head hurts, and, like, he's whimpering again, and... And she basically yeah, says, man up, you fucking bitch, your mom died a long time ago. And he's like, he's like,
1: Rita knew, like, Rita knew, and now she's mine forever, and all of a sudden starts, like, choking Anna, and she, like, she gets away from him and starts, you know, running away, and he's chasing her. Anna like sneaks up on him and was it like an axe or a shovel it was a shovel that's what I I thought it was a shovel it looked like a sharp shovel no no shit and like he starts like crying for his mother because it probably hurts and now there's like a little boy voice in his head and it's like and it's his mother like punishing him like locking him in the closet "Hmm, mummy had to punish you you've been a bad boy again yeah. uh so like and like he's hallucinating like his mother comes up through like the ground and like starts choking him yeah so he, he's like still whimpering he says he'll be a good boy and it seems like he's getting like parry he's like looking at the mannequins like they're like looking at him and he's getting like paranoid and they all start to move now this was really fucking cool yeah like they're they're all like Grabbing like weapons, they're coming after him, they're like stabbing him, they chop off his arm, and then they just twist his like keep twisting until his like head fucking comes off that was fucking awesome it it was now like it's early morning, and then like the police are rushing somewhere now there's a dude like roller skating on the side of the street, and the like of course like the cops like barreling down the road he that dude does not give a shit
0: he's just doesn't move at all. <laughs> You know, get out of the way. To be fair, just they're like, not dressed like cops. They're just dressed like a couple of assholes. They were in a car with sirens. I know. Just, just saying. This is New York City.
1: <laughs> they go into his, they, they they break into his apartment and they see that he stabbed himself with like the bayonet. Dude, the mannequin
0: with... stabbed him.
1: Right. <laughs> of course he did. She did. They did. They did. And so it's like this close-up on his face, and then, like, his eyes open. Well, first, like, the cops leave. And, like, his eyes open, and then the movie
0: ends. Now, you tell me what I should do. I heard about it. I always do. I can't go up for a minute. It's impossible. Fancy girls in their fancy dresses, lipstick, laughing, dancing, Should you stop them? I can't stop them, but you do, don't you? And they can't laugh and they can't dance anymore. You've got to stop or they'll take you away from me. I will never, ever let them take you away from me. You're mine now, forever. And I'm so happy. (laughs) This movie was something else, dude. Uh,
1: It was... I'm telling you, like, like I I texted you. I'm like, this movie's fucking
0: disturbing. This movie did a great job of making you feel uncomfortable, making you think things were going to happen that weren't going to happen. And then things happened that you never expected to happen. So obviously, you could say Frank is a little unhinged. And obviously, it's snowballing at this point and getting worse and worse until... I'm guessing he realizes that Rita's going to go to the police and he's busted. And that's why when he gets back to his apartment at the end, he has a vision of his mother with the open arms. So basically he realizes he's coming home. So he's going to kill himself, but he's got this overwhelming guilt. And I think that's where the mannequins come alive. So it's like they're doing it to him because he's so many different personalities at this point. Yeah. So did you know that, the the headless
1: corpse at the end of the movie is actually Betsy Palmer's corpse from Friday the 13th.
0: I did read that. There was a lot of recycling um from Dawn of the Dead. That's where Disco Boy's body came yeah. from. He he uh reused that. I mean the budget was basically pieced together from the director, the writer, and Joe Spinell himself. And then they got like a little bit extra funding, but basically yeah.
1: It was originally like only like forty eight thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean, they managed to get three hundred thousand extra, but like still like a drop in the bucket of a a movie today, which is baffling. Shit, I I feel like I could do a lot with three hundred fifty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, they were also worried it was going to get like an X rating too. Yeah, like Tom Savini thought he might have gone a little bit too far with the special effects, but I thought the
0: special effects were awesome. I did, too. But, I mean, at the time, a lot of people were mad. Like I said, Gene Siskel walked out at the the famous disco boy, you know, headshot. Uh, I feel like he missed out on a great movie. I very much agree. Like, can you walk out in the middle of your job? I mean, I could. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Watch the fucking movie.
1: No, I agree. So, You're a critic. You have to watch it. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. I mean, it like I said, it was it, like it was disturbing. It made you feel uncomfortable, but I I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I wouldn't put this in a category as like your typical slasher.
0: No, because I mean, you're following around the killer the whole time, and it, right?
1: But also, like in slashers, like your typical slasher, like it's it's mindless. You know, it's just like this dude's just doing this for no whatever like reason. Like there was like an actual.
0: Like a lot of psychology behind it. yeah, it's definitely a, I would call it a psychological slasher almost almost right. no, I agree. so so I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it three brains rain. Wow. Drum roll, please Three brains rain. We agree on a movie now does that, does that count as a double this isn't one of those movies i would just watch a lot for fun like it's no. not like a rock and roll like yeah like mindless popcorn movie like it's heavy so yeah three breads. awesome any feedback, feedback. so uh,
1: another another one of those hey what do you guys think and i get just a bunch of likes although the uh our buddy the the real lil riz who was in our group at Camp Crystal Lake. Oh cool. Said he had never heard of it, but I know what I'm watching tonight. Nice. So I'm glad we inspired you to watch a movie that is awesome.
0: Awesome and disturbing.
1: Glad we could disturb
0: <laughs> your Friday evening. Yes. Yeah, so also got a lot of likes on this one. So there's a lot of love for Maniac, or at least the cover, because I posted the poster. It's a great cover. It is a great cover. It's basically straightforward. You got a guy holding a knife, there's blood everywhere, and he's holding a scalp. Yes. The only thing that the cover doesn't picture... (sighs) Taco Bob (laughs) says, creepy, fucked up movie, loved it. Exclamation! 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 Rock and roll, Stephen Milan, an absolutely grisly and unsettling classic. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a great movie. It's fucked up. A lot of great kills. Yeah. So now I'm actually I'm,
1: I'm actually interested in seeing the remake. The 2000 was it 2012?
0: Uh, with Elijah Wood. Yeah, I heard it's uh, all done from his point of view. So it's definitely a different take on it. Uh, Mm. I I don't know anything more than that. I know they were trying to do a sequel. They did a short, which I'd like to also check out with um, Joe Spinell, which they were trying to use to get funding for a sequel. That never ended up happening because, unfortunately, he died in 1989. He slipped in his shower, and I guess he was a hemophiliac, so he ended up bleeding out. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, definitely sad story. Great actor. A lot of Mm. great, like, mob henchmen, you know, typical bad Italian guy, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, seemed like a cool guy. Yes. So, Horror Babe of the Month?
1: Horror Babe of the Month. Horror Babe of the Month. Who is it? We chose Emily Blunt.
0: Yes. Uh, Actually, you nominated her.
1: And I nominated her, and I, you know what, with what I thought of it, because I'm like, you know what, Quiet Place Two just came out. I don't think we've done her yet. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm like,
0: she's she's gorgeous. She's married to Jim Halpert, who who wrote A Quiet Place. Yes, and when you nominated her, I said yes. And for our American listeners, I just want to point out that that is British for yes. <laughs>
1: But I mean, she, she's been in, I mean, obviously, Quiet Place One, Quiet Place Two. She's been
0: in, uh, was it? She was in Wolfman, right? She was in the 2010 remake of The Wolfman. She started acting 20 years ago in a stage production of The Royal Family. She played the granddaughter, Gwen. She's got a huh. BAFTA award for Best Actress in a Supporting Role, a Golden Globe Award for Best Supporting Actress. 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 Act i trash. can't even talk um yeah she was in sunshine cleaning which is a, a funny drama about crime scene cleanup and that's actually a real profession and i've heard some horror stories yeah. from a guy that used to do it. You know, a lot of stuff man yeah um the huntsman movies into the woods um sicario she played Mary Poppins in the newest Mary Poppins movie. My kids loved that. I loved her as Miss Piggy's receptionist in 2011's The Muppets.
1: I still haven't even seen that. She was in Jungle Cruise, too, I think.
0: Yeah, that's actually in the theater right now. You haven't seen the new Muppet movies? Watch them and thank me later. Are they that good? Yes. Do you like The Muppets? I'm I'm like a Muppet purist. I still watch like the old Muppet show. Well, it's time... To start the music, and it's time to light the motherfucking lights. Watch it, dude. Watch it with the kids. You'll have a great time. Some, some great songs. We're getting way off track. So, <laughs> oh my. Yes, Emily, beautiful, great actress. Cheers, Emily Blunt. We just did a five-minute Muppet rant. <laughs> do the Kermit voice. You got to do it. dude. You got to say, you know, to go, hey-ho, hey-ho, fans of the dead.
1: Hey-ho, <laughs> fans of the dead here. Nice. It's about time that we tell you that we're also on Instagram, Fans of the Dead podcast.
0: <laughs> I almost tore my laptop off the t- table with my headphones right there. <laughs> That's the <soft> voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we are we are on instagram <laughs> fans of the dead podcast as you just heard as Kermit told you uh, we're on facebook fans of the dead we have a website fans of the where you can buy a t-shirt white or gray whichever you like check out our episodes our youtube videos
0: animal tweet <laughs> <laughs> at fans of the dead one <laughs> oh man, no, I haven't even smoked yet.
1: <laughs> oh, that's going to be the thing. I can't do that anymore. I'm going to get like drug tested.
0: Uh, I just bought four packs of gummies <laughs> to eat them all. You can reach out to us at fansofthedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us who your favorite Muppet is. Is it Rolf? Is it Gonzo? It depends on the day for me because sometimes... I like me some Waka Waka. I, I, I like Gonzo, but you know
1: what? I'm, I am do love me some Professor Honeydew. He's good too. Me, me. And the best. Well, that's Beaker. I know, but he rolls with Dude. But I mean, also, I mean, we have the best drummer of all time in Animal.
0: Yes. Um, But you can't forget Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, who he drums Greatest for. Greatest band ever. Definitely. Greatest band ever. Now, can you picture that? (laughs) I saw what you did there. That was good. You can see some of our videos on YouTube. Uh, Fans of the Dead basically just go on YouTube and look up Fans of the Dead or Recipe for Disaster. We'll be there. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And it would be awesome if you gave us a review. Five stars. I mean, that's as many stars as you can give. So, you know. Yeah, basically begging at this point. Give us some likes, subscribe. Give us a shout out. Because, uh, yeah. Because you can. Why not? Oh, shit. Uh Uh-oh. I forgot to, to fucking... One of the best, the biggest feedbacks we have. If you check out Heavy Metal Over Six Pack's latest episode, there's some slam poetry going on. And they give us a shout out, so I'd like to shout them out. They said, a guest poet. I'm a poet now. Poet didn't even know it. I saw that. I saw that. I'm not going to say what I did, but it was pretty funny. And uh, I guess we can let the cat out of the bag now. Next month is going to be crazy. October. And uh, we're actually going to have the boys from Happy Metal Over Six Pack on. We're going to be having some fun, having some drinks. Celebrating Halloween season. So grab a pumpkin, spiced, whatever. Come join us. I probably us. won't. I probably won't. Ne- neither will I. I'm not really a fan. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>